Hello and welcome to another episode of our Future of Tax podcast series for tax leaders. In today's episode, we're looking at digital transformation and the ways in which tax leaders are evolving their functions for a new reality. I'm joined by two leaders who are very active in this space. Jay Ayrton, EMA, Regional Tax Reimagined Leader, based out of KPMG in the UK, and Susie Cook, Global Tax Transformation Services Leader for KPMG International, who's based in Canada. Thank you both for joining me today. To start us off, could you first tell us a bit about your roles and backgrounds? I assume you both came from tax backgrounds, but how did your career bring you to the digital transformation space? Let me go first. Uh, Jay Ayrton here. Thanks very much. Uh, very interestingly, I didn't actually come from a tax background. I started life in audit where I learned a lot about accounting and related matters like internal controls, etc., which have field stood me in really good stead over the years. Since had experience of working in transaction services and tax, but my interest and strength was in connecting tax to accounting processes and technology. That is why I moved very quickly to focusing on how we deliver and over time develop our propositions around areas like tax management services and tax transformation. During my time, I've done a secondment to the UK tax authorities to help them develop their approach to a more risk-based approach to leveraging processes and technology, and a secondment in Australia and New Zealand to work on one of our first global managed services and tax transformation engagements. So, so a varied career which, which didn't start in tax. I, on the other hand, Susie here, I did start in tax. I kind of fell into tax. Audit was not the choice I would have gone for, Jay, but <laughs> but each to their own. I started in traditional tax compliance and provisioning in the UK, doing a lot of work around UK taxes, a little bit of US taxes. In 2008, I had the opportunity for personal reasons to move to Canada. It was supposed to be for three years and that was 14 years ago and I'm still here. But when I moved over, I didn't have any experience in Canadian taxes. What I did have experience in was the processes around IFRS as it related to taxes. And Canada was in the process of moving over from CGAP to IFRS. So I got the opportunity to leverage some experience that was unique to me in Canada to really look at clients' provision processes that needed to be changed in response to those new rules. I found the provision process very interesting and the broader processes that tax functions needed to take very interesting and definitely more interesting than compliance. So I started to focus more and more time on tax transformation, which included things like transforming operating models, digital transformation, process work, governance. And I've been 100% focused on tax transformation since about 2012, and I've never looked back. And you mentioned sort of what what is my role at the moment? At the moment, I'm responsible for the global tax transformation practice at KPMG, which really means bringing together the transformation teams across the world to deliver those large projects, but also to drive innovation and change within the group. Interesting. 
I imagine many of the tax leaders in our audience may be on similar journeys, Jay. For you, what are the major drivers that are leading organisations to rethink their target operating models in the first place? I've spent the last few years as the tax reimagined lead for the EMEA region. And in my work, I've kind of come across and worked with an, a number of large multinationals, not just in the region, but globally. My reflection is it's, it's no secret that tax functions are grappling with new challenges and opportunities unlike ever before. What I'm seeing is companies trying to balance staying compliant with a forward-looking risk and effectiveness focus. But before doing this, what I wanted to spend a bit of time doing is talking about some of the external disruption which a number of companies are facing. So we're seeing pressures coming onto companies from different aspects. Firstly, digital capability of the tax authorities. This is, in my view, in some cases, even getting ahead of that, that of corporates. Regulators in countries like Brazil and Spain and Italy are changing their traditional approach to tax returns. More information is requested upfront. In some cases, real-time access to data is also being requested. This in turn is raising the bar on the level of confidence companies need to have on their data. So you cannot clean up your data retrospectively. You need to get it right first time. So a big focus from a regulatory standpoint, a big focus on data. And then the third big focus I'm seeing is around operating model change. More and more companies are moving to global models, uh, shared service center solutions, and tax is being asked to move and move quickly. So all of these changes are making heads of tax and CFOs want to act more quickly on their tax agenda. We've done a number of surveys with heads of tax and CFOs, and, and the biggest challenges we are hearing from them are how do they make the business case for change to deal with some of these regulatory and operational changes? How do they manage the rising cost of compliance? And lastly, how do they deal with data quality challenges, which is fast becoming the biggest issue for tax functions? And therefore, getting the right technology in place is going to be critical to this. So these are some of the challenges we I am hearing as I kind of speak to and work with a number of companies. Susie, Jay's just outlined some big issues. Would you say any one of these issues is most pressing for the multinational tax leaders you're working with each day? And how so? So I think what Jay's just mentioned is a great summary of everything that we're seeing in the marketplace globally. I think the one area that that really is driving a lot of the change and a lot of need for transformation is around the regulatory perspectives. So what are the regulators doing? How are they driving our data? How are they forcing additional compliance responsibilities? Because whether it's the impacts of BEPs, whether it's e-invoicing requirements, whether it's new taxes, or as Jay mentioned, those transparency and additional reporting requirements, tax teams and heads of tax are increasingly finding that they just can't continue to meet every single demand going whilst delivering value to stakeholders. And so they're really looking for ways of transforming and leveraging automation and technology as a part of the solution. Now, well, I don't mean to say that business operating model changes and all of those other great things aren't driving transformation. However, time and again, while, as Jay mentioned, tax transformation is beneficial, and the value that organizations as a whole, even outside of tax, can realize is tangible and significant and real cash in many instances. It's amazing how what a regulator does and how they change and adjust 
really does create that burning platform that turns transformation from a nice to have to a must have. And what are some of the strategies and approaches that are working well for the clients you're working with each day in responding to this? Yeah, that's that's not an easy question. <laughs> there's there's a huge range of options for transformation that can help clients respond to these regulatory changes. And the ones that are going to be applicable for every client is different depending on sort of what they're trying to achieve and where they're trying to head to. If we think to a holistic tax operating model, we start thinking about governance, which would include sort of strategy and risk management, the the people and resources that are within the team or even external to the team that can help, the processes that they're doing, and of course, the technology and data. And in each of these different areas of a tax transformation, there are initiatives and activities that can help. If we think about it from a technology and data perspective, the spectrum of potential options and solutions covers a variety of different areas. There are professional services firms, there are technology service providers, and these people and teams have invested a lot in developing tools, whether they're existing tools or new tools that they're looking at building in response to specific items and regulations. And in some cases, these are going to take time to get to the right place, but there are already existing functionalities that can be leveraged and they are set up and designed. And, and there are ways of responding. And so organizations are looking at using a variety of different ways of leveraging things that are already there to be able to get to the right answer. In other instances, I'm seeing organizations looking at really just building out their own in automation solutions internally within their tax teams. And if they're lucky, they, they get to also use their IT teams to help them although tax is usually at the bottom of the list there. And, and these sort of in-house tools really look at robotics, data wrangling tools, AI, and of course, in many instances, our beloved Excel. However, it is important to realise and, and be aware of the fact that technology is more of an enabler. It's not the only answer here. So when we look at technology and data solutions to these these changes that are required, we also need to think about the broader impacts to governance, people and process. If we think about the people side of it, historically tax teams have been made up of traditional tax expertise or in Jay's instance, audit expertise. However, with a move towards technology and in-house automation, the skill sets needed will vary and change. And you'll need to consider going forward if you've built a beautiful data wrangling tool, who's going to keep that up to date? Where are those skill sets residing? And, and how are you going to call upon them when you need them? And finally, and, and one that's, that's critical when I speak to my clients is technology and automation is great. But if you automate a broken process, then all you're going to do is replicate that same process year on year. You really need to think about the process that you're going to automate before you go down that path to really make sure that you are effectively and efficiently moving in the right direction. Jay, you've been instrumental in leading the tax reimagined approach that KPMG takes to these types of projects around the world. Can you tell us a bit about what that approach is? Sure. So when we started um, our tax reimagined approach and journey, um, we took the view that 
our approach was all about taking a more holistic approach to transforming or reimagining a company's tax function by developing the right future state target operating model for them. So in simple terms, this was a model which helps, this is a model which helps companies reduce their cost, improve quality, and perhaps most importantly, unlock value for the wider organization. In my view, it's, it has to start with strategy. More and more companies are finding that the only way they can manage tax effectively is by doing this globally. Susie's talked a lot about the raft of changes coming down the pipe. We've talked about BEPS to things like the UAE federal tax regime, lots of other changes in Latin America. All of these changes need to be factored into the strategy of a tax function. But then you start kind of unpacking it further. And for me, there are three key pillars to this. Firstly, what's the right sourcing model? Should the work be done in-house? Should it be outsourced? Is it a combination of the two? And it's not just a binary in-sourced or outsourced decision. It's also how companies look to leverage their own capability, like centers of excellence, et cetera, to drive some of this work. Secondly, companies need to think about how they operationalize change through better process and technology. Susie talked again about a raft of technology solutions available, including kind of greater expertise in some of the core functionality of Excel and the like. This is really important as companies look to skill themselves up for the future. And then lastly, it's about how companies assess their performance or the performance of the tax function. And to me, this is critical because it's about its contribution to the business, not about kind of core basic KPIs. So in my view and experience, companies will achieve this desired change they're looking for by taking this more holistic approach. Susie and I joked about our uh, about our backgrounds, our tax backgrounds, our audit backgrounds. But there is a serious point here, as I've kind of looked to continue to develop our model, it's really important that we bring the right skill and expertise to bear, and therefore companies do the same. It's no longer just about tax technical expertise, it's about process, technology, IT, business development, other skills which are key to helping a tax function, an internal tax function, engage better with the wider finance organization and ultimately drive the change they need. And to me, that's that's the essence of Tax Reimagine, ultimately helping the tax function get to a better place and be in a position to be almost a tax function of the future within their organization. So it seems a key tenant of the tax reimagined approach is customization for the specific organisation. Would you say that there are some approaches that are proving to be more popular than others for multinationals? Or is it a truly bespoke solution for each individual organisation? So I think that's a, that's a really interesting question, because this balance of taking a consistent approach, which builds on experience we have with the need to customise on a company by company basis, is a difficult at times balance to strike. Perhaps the way I kind of bring it to life is I'm often asked the question kind of, OK, I get the theory, but what does what does tax reimagine actually mean in practice? What is a tax reimagined project? For me, it translates into potentially a process technology transformation project and or looking at a tax managed services solution. But the point to me here is the journey can start from either end or from a different perspective as well. If I give you a real example, it's kind of more recently, I worked with a company who wanted to start a transformation program very quickly and ultimately wanted to achieve 
certain level of automation across three of their core tax processes. So the focus very much was on achieving that within a nine to 12 month period. Another company I worked with kind of were finding the challenge of dealing with some of the regulatory changes that Susie outlined more and more difficult because they were spread across 75 countries. And therefore, what they wanted to do was very quickly move to a bad service solution and then use the next two years to transform the way they manage their in-house and external provider tax processes. So, so for me, kind of the flexibility is around how a company adapts to its immediate priorities and circumstances but the methodology and the approach taken can be very similar. Because for me, what we should not lose sight of is the ultimate objective, which is developing the right operating model for the company. So, so that, that to me is kind of how I would kind of outline some of the challenges around getting the balance right between a more customized approach or a more kind of cookie cutter standardized approach. Susie, we know technology and automation often plays a big role in transformation, and you've been a big advocate of that. How is technology like KPMG Digital Gateway coming to the rescue? What are the current technology trends you're seeing in your engagements? There's such a wide array of available technology and digital tools that any organisation of any size can leverage, whether that's robotics, AI, off-the-shelf tools to respond to specific activities, uh, third-party solutions such as KPMG's digital gateway that you mentioned, or even a combination of various different solutions kind of brought together under one roof. It's such a confusing environment for anybody that frequently what I actually see as sort of those engagements that organizations are undertaking is around trying to figure out where to even start, how to even take a step forward in the right direction. I mean, the first questions that many people that I talk to ask are, where do I start? Where am I going? How do I get there? So increasingly, I'm seeing projects and initiatives actually focused on answering those questions, a roadmap exercise, you might call it, to help really see where transformation and a transition over to the big scary world of technology could actually lead to a brighter future for everyone involved. Breaking it down into more manageable bite-sized projects and initiatives to enable a holistic digital transformation that at first can appear scary, but when looking at a few quick wins here and some strategic projects over there. It enables tax teams and organizations to really move towards those longer term goals and objectives in a real life way. But once that roadmap or starting point is identified, there are a few sort of core areas around technology and automation that are really playing a huge driving factor in why clients are actually making that first step in the first place. If we think back to those pesky regulators and their need for global transparency and organizations needs to be able to see exactly what's going on at any given moment in any jurisdiction in the world, and, and even the interaction with ESG requirements that so many organizations now have. 
tools like Digital Gateway that you mentioned is is one example of something that can help organizations real get really get an understanding of what's going on, how it's going on, and where it's going on. And how can heads of tax and the tax teams that they work with really make sure that nothing is falling offside at any point in time? How can they gather all of that massive amount of information that's required on a daily basis? And and those are all questions that keep heads of tax awake at night. And tools like Digital Gateway are really trying to help organize organizations answer those questions. And the other one at the moment that's driving a lot for tax is actually happening outside of tax. A huge number of organizations are undergoing or planning to undergo some kind of broader organizational or operational finance transformation type project. Many of those are actually underpinned by a migration to a cloud ERP system. And when organizations first moved into an ERP system, frequently tax was late to the table, if even at the table at all in these transformations, which has resulted in many systems and operations and the data not being set up to deliver the information that tax needs. So I'm personally working with several tax teams and finance teams in an effort to make sure that tax is at the forefront of some of these large finance transformation projects and really getting finance teams and IT teams to understand the impacts of of tax every day because those get forgotten so frequently. And then getting those integrated into these ERP systems and source systems to vastly improve the day-to-day life of a tax team but also to enable an organization to actually realize more return on investment and see that tangible value from a tax team. We hear a lot about data challenges within the tax function, but also how important the tax department is as a data hub for the organization. How are your clients coping with this? In all honesty, many of my clients just aren't coping with it. It's a serious struggle for them. For too long, tax teams have been seen as the consolidators and deconsolidators of data. And in many, many organizations across the world have taken on roles and responsibilities that should really, if you looked at what was actually being done, be done outside of tax. But tax are the only ones that need that information in that particular format. So tax has to do it. With all the other requirements that we've talked about over the course of this discussion that are being put upon tax teams. This is adding more and more stress to the to the tax teams themselves. So my clients are looking or trying at any point to look at each element along the end-to-end data journey to really see ways of integrating it and all the tax requirements and all of the other information requirements into the operational processes and the finance processes of the organization from creating the data in the first place. As we've mentioned, tax is more and more seeking to be integrated in the source systems to ensure that the data is present to start with. Where it isn't present, really looking at how to leverage the tools that are available outside of the source systems, such as data wrangling again, or AI, 
to automate that historic analysis and consolidation and deconsolidation that's been required before. Managing the data flow. There are so many instances of data across the organization. And in many cases, reconciling the different information in different formats or even just obtaining it in the first place is really hard. I'm seeing tax teams look for ways to manage this centrally. Tools, again, like Digital Gateway or similar and other solutions enable data flow to be managed effectively and efficiently. And when I say efficiently, I mean replacing those hundreds and thousands of emails and data requests that everybody receives every day into a central manner and mechanism for getting that information in the first place. All the way through to storing the data. Where should the data be stored? It no longer works to store all this data in ring binders on somebody's office shelf. We're all working in various locations, whether we're all in the same country is a good starting point, but but we're global, we're at home, we're in the office. Really need to think about how we store the information and where we store the information. Of course, a move to cloud has its own risks and concerns that everybody needs to think about, but, but a cloud transition when effectively performed can truly be a safe, central, transparent and effective way of storing the data that, again, can remove some of the additional burden from tax teams. In some cases, we are seeing tax-specific data lakes or data warehouses being established to really pull everything together, automate what can be can be automated across the entire process of data collection, management and storage. Or these can be set up as part of a larger finance data warehouse. And in many cases, again, broader organizational transformation initiatives that tax needs to get involved in to be part of those those data considerations from the very outset. What about you, Jay? Do you have any examples of a tax department that has really got the data challenge right? And what was their secret? Let me come on to an example in a minute, which which I think brings Susie's excellent articulation of some of the focus areas from a data perspective to life. Just a couple of words before that. My mantra on this is very much kind of companies need to think big, but start small. Identify and isolate single problems and address them comprehensively and then build on them. And the, the other thing I feel quite strongly about, and Susie and I kind of both, well, we both share a passion for technology, are big believers in kind of process followed by technology. So, so one of the things we've done at KPMG a few years ago is develop what we call a lean for tax methodology to give companies a much more detailed view on what, on where they have inefficiencies or waste, as it's called, and how the process can be optimized and changed quickly. So just bringing that to life, kind of, I, I did a review for a company in the technology sector uh, a, sh- a short while ago. We, we focused the review on two pilot countries in each of their three key regions. And from a data and technology perspective, perspective interestingly, the company took a kind of two-phase approach, very much aligned to kind of the way Susie outlined kind of how companies should approach this. Uh, the, the focus initially was on timely and accurate compliance. So they they looked to automate their tax reporting process, which was critical to them. They managed to get to about 70 or 80% of that process being automated. They started looking at kind of dashboarding capability over there across their compliance processes to bring all of that under a, a single solution. And 
they started working on ensuring compatibility with digital reporting requirements, particularly in the indirect tax space. So that was phase one. But then phase two was very much then moving on to ensuring that they had better analytics to drive value and risk mitigation. So this took the form of better analytics to make decisions around R&D incentives, being much more ready for kind of tax audits, so kind of tax audit readiness, kind of supporting files and papers. And lastly, starting an exercise with their wider tax function and treasury function around how they can leverage this data to create greater insights to drive forecasting and decision making for the future. So to me, it was a really good example where a kind of com company started with an isolated challenge, addressed it, but used that as a platform or a springboard to look at how they can use technology better within the tax function. How do the tax leaders each of you work with get the funding support they need to invest in technology? So let me start with this, but I'm sure Susie has strong views on this as well. Kind of, I think I think if there was an easy answer to this, kind of, we'd we'd be able to address a lot of the tax technology challenges which we've been talking about. For me, the critical first step here is is very much around building the business case. My view is tax functions deserve much more corporate investment in tax infrastructure. Being frank, historically tax hasn't been great at building a compelling business case for investment in this area. So. It is really important that a business case for tax transformation is, is built out and built out in a very rigorous way. The, the other thing I'd probably call out is, unlike other business cases, which are very focused on cost, a headcount reduction, etc., a tax business case has to also focus on value. Let me give you a very simple example to kind of just bring it to life. I was working with a company which moved its operating model to a shared service center structure. And, and, and as part of that, they very quickly lost control of their chart of accounts, the data granularity it had when kind of a finance function, finance operations were more local. And it resulted in the company in a number of its jurisdictions making very prudent tax disallowances for corporate tax purposes. And this also impacted its kind of its, its relationship with tax authorities who started looking at kind of certain areas in more detail, which meant kind of not only were they did they have greater disallowances for tax purposes, but also an increase in tax audit, which was taking time and costing them money. So by by taking a business case driven approach to fixing some of these challenges through a combination of process streamlining and some of the technology solutions with Susie outlined. The, the company took a two-year outlook to this, and not only did it achieve greater efficiencies, but it also optimized its tax position by something like 30 million over two years. So to me, this is a great example of kind of simple housekeeping, which drives value within the tax function rather than just a cost reduction. So I, I do feel a business case approach, which is all about articulating a clear business case, but then also driving it through to completion is going to be really key to companies getting the funding they need to invest in technology or indeed wider transformation within the, within the tax function. I imagine there can be some debate about who owns digitalization within the organisation, the tax team versus the finance team versus the technology team. Who wins? There really is only one way anyone wins, and that's if 
the tax team, the finance team, the technology team, and I'd actually go broader to the operational teams as well, all have to work together to get to the right answer. No single party at all on their own can really deliver the ultimate value that a full digitalization or transformation can achieve. If this collaboration between all of these different groups can be built, then the transformation will not only be more effective and more adopted across the organization, but it'll be done in a more efficient manner and cost less. The problem with this lovely utopian vision is that the collaboration is not easy. As sort of your question indicated, everybody seems to want to be the driving force and the one that quote unquote wins. So getting all of these teams to work together and take a shared ownership and responsibility in that transformation takes hard work and perseverance in its own right before you even get to sort of move in the right direction. If tax and the organization really want to get the value and be able to leverage the technologies available, everybody has to be integrated together. Tax needs to get integrated into the finance and technology team initiatives. And and on the flip side, if tax starts going and creating its own technology and transformation initiatives, then, then finance and the IT teams should get integrated as well. If they're not all integrated into all of these initiatives, then everything we've talked about, whether it's the data side of it, the regulatory responses, the processes, they'll all be their own little silos still and no one group will be able to fully achieve their digitalization goals. If tax has to start going off without finance and IT and finance goes off without tax, there'll be duplication of effort. Things will be created that don't need to be created. Um, Tools will be duplicated. I've seen many instances where there's multiple versions of licenses across an organization just because that communication there doesn't exist. And the more integration that has to be done on the back end to make things work. So I would say no one team wins that that battle. Everybody has to work together as as a really collaborative group. One final question for you both before we wrap up. What advice do you have for multinational organisations that are newly embarking on a tax reimagined journey? I think firstly, I'd just echo Susie's points about greater integration within organizations kind of one of the very first projects I did was around getting a a large finance and tax team together in a room for three days and getting them to work through issues together and and find solutions together so so I cannot agree more with kind of Susie's points around how integration is going to drive success but I think standing back from this discussion which I found very useful is uh, this is a really exciting time for a tax professional CEOs CFOs are no longer just looking for leaders of tax, they're looking for leaders of businesses. And to me, this has been evidenced by the number of heads of tax taking on controllership roles in large organizations. The CEO, the CFO want a tax leader to talk risk, scale, complexity, not just tax technical. And tax is increasingly being invited to the boardroom. So to answer your question on kind of what advice would I kind of give a 
a tax function, it's very much about thinking about the case of change, case for change, and then clearly articulating that in a vision and in a, in a transformation plan. I think the really successful companies and the really successful tax functions are doing this. It takes time, it takes effort. It's not something which happens overnight. Change management is hard, but by setting yourself up for success, by setting out this vision, companies are able to achieve the, the success they want from a clearly articulated tax vision. I'd agree with Jay there. Start at the beginning of your journey. Build that vision, build that articulated business case, build that roadmap so that you can start traveling in that desired direction and then actually make a start moving in that direction. I think the only thing I would add to Jay's comments is don't put all of your focus on a very precise, exact end goal, but on the journey you're taking and the transformation that you're making on the way there. The reason I say this is we know technology will keep changing and evolving and and so will tax. Neither tax nor technology is a static thing. They're both dynamic and will keep moving. So it it's not possible to say 100% confidently today exactly 100% what the picture of the future is going to look like in five years because we, we don't know the answer to that. So it's important to decide on a direction of travel and start moving towards it. But but don't get fixated on exactly where you're going. The longer you don't start moving in your desired direction of travel, the harder it is to make that start. I 100% agree with that. The agility aspect of this is going to be critical, kind of set out your plan and then be agile as you go along. Yeah, no, exactly. Jay and Susie, thanks for joining me today. I hope our discussion was helpful for other tax leaders out there who may be reimagining their own tax functions. We look forward to catching up with you again soon. That's all for today. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast channel so you receive future episodes as soon as they're released. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.